it was an escape. The way for me to deal with the excess food that was numbing my pain, but the addiction became more and more controlling. Like it would happen like three times a day. I can't even describe the shame that I felt hanging over that toilet bowl. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. And we've been talking about eating disorders and how destructive they can be in the lives of many people. In our last show, Nancy Wilson was with us and shared how even though she came from an amazing family, she found herself struggling with bulimia since the age of 19. And she actually internalized just one negative comment from her father and also how her boyfriend left her at the same time on the dance floor, that night she decides to start throwing up in order to get skinnier and therefore, in her eyes, more beautiful. Now today she's going to share with us how she got the freedom from bulimia. Nancy, thanks for being with me again today. Oh, thanks. It is my privilege. I love it. Ah, Nancy, it is amazing to have you with us here. It is interesting to me that church played a positive role in your life as this bulimia was starting to affect your life, almost like an addiction. But you were telling us of an experience you had at church, that you actually felt a presence, like the presence of God, and that you felt that God spoke to you. What did He say that really helped you with the eating disorder? Well, I was just feeling so much despair and telling him I was a basket case. I didn't know where I was going. If he didn't help me, I was lost. And he whispered in my ear, Nancy, do you know me? And that was the defining question. I said, Lord, I don't know you. I know all about you. You know, I've gone to church my whole life. But if you don't show up now, then I'm never coming back to this church. I'm going to leave right now. Mm. And I'm hopeless without you. So take over. Mm, That is interesting and amazing, Nancy. You were basically this party girl who was breaking down inside because of internal insecurities. Yes. But let me ask you, with bulimia, why do you think you're doing it for so long? Well, it was an escape. It was a way for me to deal with the excess food that was numbing my pain because basically you're stuffing down the emotions. I never learned how to deal with any of those. So that part felt good. I was looking good. My body was looking good. Mm -hmm. And so things were good. But deep down, the addiction became more and more life-altering and controlling. Like it would happen like three times a day. And I'm telling you, I can't even describe the shame that I felt hanging over that toilet bowl. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, just the whole experience is very gross and very horrible. And then when you're done, you just feel like you are just a mess. And nobody knows. It's a secret struggle. Mm -hmm. And I even tried to tell my mother and she, she's, oh, everybody has a problem with food and diet. She couldn't even receive it. I mean, 
mean, oh. uh, one time I ate a whole peach pie that she had baked, and I ran to my bicycle and got to the grocery store and tried to replace the pie. <laughs> wow. And she recognized the pie was a little different. I said, oh, I, I don't think so. I, you know, <laughs> it was craziness, craziness to keep covering up. Oh, wow, Nancy. That is interesting. As I'm listening, even though you were trying to take control of your body image and weight, it seems like the disorder was taking control over you instead of the other way around. Yes, yes. That's it because it was the one way to control my world and what I ate. And even my dad started noticing, you know, and he would like look at me and say, why aren't you eating those potatoes? You know, because after you do overeat, then you say, I'm not going to eat anything. I promise God I'm going to just not eat, you know, because you felt the next thing was anorexia, yeah. trying to be anorexic, but you couldn't. So the bulimia came secretly. Wow. You would never eat in front of people. You would hide food. You would, you know, use it that way. Wow. And so it was terrible. Oh, gosh. So how did you finally find freedom from all of this, Nancy? I understand you had some friends praying for you and it worked. What happened? Well, the night that they invited me was a big late night popcorn party. The theme was relationships. And they shared about three types of love. And the unconditional love of Jesus just touched my heart. And I said, that's what I need. And they went through the simple gospel. God loves you. you know, But you're a sinner. You're separated. That's why you could never measure up. But Jesus paid your price of your sin. And, and you know, I saw myself as a sinner that night. Before that, I'm a pretty good person, you know. Right. But I was broken. I was at the end. I said, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me. Come into my life. And I have to tell you to this day, I can experience the whole night. I was filled with a sense. It was like a chain was broken. I know about addictions. I speak to kids about addictions now because I was in bondage and it was like I was free. And I woke up the next day I went to my class and it was a euphoric experience. I'm like, I don't care if that guy ever calls me again. I'm going to heaven and God loves me just the way I am. (laughs) (laughs) So basically I'm on this spiritual high. But now what happened a little bit later was I had to start identifying all these patterns because Mm -hmm. I had these coping mechanisms when I was feeling insecure. So I had to start learning the spirit filled life. Like, why do I feel this way? What am I trying to control? So God began to show me the lies. I had to go through some spiritual healing and deliverance of those lies Mm. and replace that identity with God's view of me. Mm. That is amazing, Nancy. And God's view of you is that you are beautiful, (laughs) that he made you just right when he made you. Nancy, I'm sure someone is listening right now who might really identify with your story. They're just not happy with the way they look. And some listening might even be dealing with an eating disorder themselves and not even know about it. What would you say to that person? There is a Savior, and He is just so in love with you, and He knows everything about you. And I'm here to tell you, friend, that you can call upon His name because He understands all the complexities of what has wrapped itself around you and just really can set you free to know that you don't have to perform for God or for anybody, because he has paid the price for your inadequacy, which we all have. 
and you can reach out and call upon him and he will set you free. I'm here to testify that you don't always have to live in that bondage. He can even give you this new freedom, a whole new way of life. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But I will tell you this, friend, it's not immediate, you know. The beautiful thing is the Lord works with us, and He renews our mind, and we become born again, as the Bible says, because we become a new creation. So the old is gone, and the new has come, but we have to learn to live out that new identity, and that's an exciting Mm -hmm. adventure that will only be complete when we meet Jesus face-to-face. Ah, Nancy, that is amazing how faith really affected your life and how Jesus revealed to you your true identity. And also, He revealed to you how much He loves you and already accepts you. I mean, you just walk around with that. Nancy, you're such a pleasant person. I can literally feel the love of God while I'm interviewing you today. So, Nancy, thanks so much for being with us on the show. Thank you so much, On. It's been a privilege. I love it. Hang on there. I have a deep word for you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right, and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe 10 some of you 25 maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. We can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? For me, what really stood out was that Nancy said that looking back, she realized that the bulimia and the anorexia gave her a sense of control. Interesting. Like she felt out of control in her life but she could control this one thing. But you know, as many things, sometimes when we have this feeling or maybe I'd say an illusion of control, it's just that. It's a deception. The truth will come out. And it was interesting how it came out in Nancy's life because she shared how she lost control with the eating disorder and it took a life of its own. Like she lost so much weight, she couldn't stop. Could you imagine that? There's a lot of people who struggle with eating disorders. And Maybe they're doing it to maybe try to gain acceptance from others, or maybe, you know, they don't have control of something in their life. And so they use the eating disorder to get the thing that they're looking for. But what is the answer to this? I think the deception is when we believe that we're too fat, too ugly, or that we need to somehow change that quick. And though I'm not saying that eating healthy and living an active lifestyle is bad, that right there is good. We need to eat healthy and live an active lifestyle. But eating disorders are a very unhealthy obsession. It's where we can start to obsess about our bodies and obsess about how we look and really actually have so much self-hatred. The answer is the opposite. It's learning to love yourself. Ah, but how? Well, it's to understand that God already approves of you, that you don't need the approval of others. It is written in Mark 12, 31. Look at this. This is a continuance where Jesus is talking about the two greatest commandments. 
And this is the second portion. And he says, and the second like it is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now, I know the scripture is talking about loving your neighbor, but listen how Jesus is saying, he's saying to love your neighbor, what? As yourself. So we are supposed to have a love for ourselves, a healthy love. We're called to appreciate how we're made, how we look, how we're created. I mean, if you think about this, God has already accepted you through Christ Jesus. Like you're made in the image of God. You can feel free to love yourself like in how you were created. I'm not talking about this kind of narcissistic love where you're infatuated with yourself. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so great. I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about a healthy love. And then maybe some of you maybe can deal with jealousy, maybe of how others look, maybe always wishing to look like such and such person, but you need to look like you. You need to be the best version of you. You are important. There is never, ever going to be anyone who looks like you. So I'm going to pray for this revelation. If someone's struggling with an eating disorder right now who might be listening, I'm going to pray for you as well. Lord Jesus, I just pray for all of us that we would learn from Nancy's testimony, which is to learn how to love ourselves, how you made us. Thank you, Lord, that you are the one who made us. We give our lives to you. We give these expectations and maybe even the self-hatred. We give it to you, Lord. We surrender that to you. And Jesus, instead, we receive you and we receive your grace that you love us right where we're at. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to awakeningthenations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.